Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis, and here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis. Yes, sir. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How's it going today, man? Oh, How's... it's going pretty good. We've been off for a week. We 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 have been. Yeah, and it was my fault this time. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I okay. Well, it was because of my job. Uh, I got so the person that does the weekday audits at the hotel got let go, and they asked me to take over. So. I'm going to be working full-time, and that's why so I had to take to be, last uh, week off. Just so yeah. happens to be the same day that we usually record. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. So um, I've, I've just been doing that and, you know, sleeping my odd, my odd schedule. Uh, but I did have a chance to watch something this weekend. What? And let me tell you... Yes, yes. I saw, I saw John Wick Chapter Four. Mm-hmm. That movie is flipping fantastic. <laughs> that is good to hear. I've been, I've been hearing tons of just amazing things about it, but like, ah, uh, okay, okay. It is by far the best of the series. Really? Yes. That is kind of surprising. It is, and I mean. It, each movie kind of gets better as it goes on, but this one just hits it out of the park. Sweet. Like I, I, I really enjoy it. I hope you have a chance to go see it, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I felt that they did Lance Reddick. He did. They did him justice with how they dealt with everything. Okay. With yeah. Because I mean, I mean, they were, they were finished before before he passed away. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were finished filming, and then he ended up passing away, and then they ended up uh, dedicating the film to him. Oh. So if you stay until the end of the credits, there is a dedication to Lance. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, and also there is an after credit scene. <laughs> really? Yes. I did not think there would be, but there is. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, well that's that's good to know. That's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That is uh, fantastic news. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like almost three hours, just a big long shooting spree. <laughs> <laughs> so what we what we've come to expect from John Wick? Exactly, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yes, but how about you? Did you watch anything? <laughs> Sorry to put you on blast, but. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. I've been uh, watching The Mandalorian. Oh, that's good. So I, I have been doing that, which is, you know, <laughs> asking a lot of me, you know, watching half hour, 45 minutes once a week. I know. Right. It's asking just a lot, but... Hey, um, it's, it's, it, it's the time you have, so... Exactly. Yeah. But I have been keeping up on that, and it's been doing... I've been enjoying the season. It's... I'm not quite sure about... I wouldn't call them filler episodes, but I'd call them side quest episodes. Okay. They they kind of yeah, yeah okay. But everything else I've been I've been super enjoying. Okay. So uh you know they brought back Jar Jar, just not as Jar Jar. <laughs> okay, alright. So the 
the actor who played Jar Jar Ahmed Best. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought him back, except he's a Jedi now. Ah, like he, okay. he plays a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, so this whole thing takes place after, like, The Mandalorian takes place after Episode Five. Okay. I believe is is where they have it in the timeline. Um, and as you know, Grogu is already old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there are flashbacks. Okay. To when baby Grogu was even babier. No. Yes. But, uh, yeah, we see the, uh, I wouldn't say aftermath because it's kind of the, uh, what am I trying to say? The ongoing adventures of, uh, uh, Order 66. Oh, okay. So just kind of like filling, or not really, I shouldn't say filling in the gaps, but, uh. Like what, what is happening specifically at, like, the, the Jedi Temple and stuff? Gotcha. Okay. So after Anakin goes in and kills all the younglings and all that. Or possibly even during. Oh. 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 But we don't necessarily see that. Well, I didn't think they would show that. I mean, it's Disney Plus. Did you? Did you? Did you? Did you watch? Um, was that Book of Boba Fett? Uh, it might have been. been wasn't it Obi Wan? No, it was Obi Wan. You are correct. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. There are so many spinoffs. I'm just kind of. Uh, yeah, everything sort of blends together after a while there. <laughs> It really does. It really does. Yep. <laughs> uh, but we have we have a bit to get through. Okay. So what do you say we uh, we we dive right in? Well, let's cut the chatter and have at her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we already kind of talked about it, but with uh, mm-hmm. with Lance Reddick passing, and you know, we have um, John Wick out mm-hmm. this last week that we didn't have a chance to really talk about beforehand. Yeah. Um, he does so Lance Reddick does have a few other projects that are still coming out. Okay. Including one that I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Uh and that is Percy Jackson. That's right. I forgot about that. And so um he's he's got he's got a few he's got a few things coming in. So it looks mm-hmm. like they are on post production of Ballerina right now. Okay. Which is the spin off of John Wick. Right, right. With Anna de Armas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got some other ones here, and then he's got, you know, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, where he plays Zeus. Okay. So, and then, you know, there's some other stuff here, too. But, like, there's still a few things that are completed or in post-production that he had already kind of finished up. Okay. So, we are we are still going to be seeing uh, Mr. Reddick here for, for at least a little bit in Aww. some new things. Well, he's always a joy to see on screen, so that'll be good to see him at least a little bit more. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll still have a chance to kind of see some of some of his new stuff for at least a little bit here to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just kind of cement his legacy as just a, a, a fantastic actor. Yes, definitely. He's got he he's had quite the career. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, just kind of. Like I said, unfortunately, we do have quite a few things here today, so uh, we do have to move on uh, to our next one, which is actually about uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yes. And so uh, he does have a new movie in the works, uh-huh. uh, but this is apparently going to be his last movie, Okay. is what he's saying. Um, basically, this will be his 10th movie. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted to have, you know, 10 movies by the time that he's 60. Mm-hmm. And he's turning 60 later this year. So. Right. Uh, the new movie that he has is going to be called The Movie Critic. And it's going to be set in the late 70s Los Angeles with a female lead at its center. Cool. Okay. And so people are kind of speculating it might be about Pauline Kael, who is one of the most influential movie critics of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, who uh, <laughs> basically in the in the late seventies, Kale had a had a had a tenure working as a consultant for Paramount, mm-hmm. and then uh, so it's it's definitely likely that it might be about Pauline Kale, mm-hmm. but we don't know yet until he starts uh, Quentin Tarantino kind of starts letting loose some details. Right, right, yeah. He he keeps his stuff pretty tight lipped. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. Uh, basically. Uh, it it looks like it's kind of getting set up for this fall is what they're is what they're saying to be released or to start filming to start filming. Okay, I was like, wow, that that's gonna be a short timeline if they're gonna right. get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, he. Uh, it looks like it's gonna be being made this fall. Okay, all right. So we'll have to see how that goes. Well, I look forward to it. I've always enjoyed Tarantino's work. And how he kind of pieces things together? Yes. You know who else pieces things together? Who is that? Frankenstein. Yeah. Doctor <laughs> Frankenstein. I like it. Thank you, thank you. You're so, welcome. <laughs> apparently there's going to be a new Frankenstein movie over at Netflix, okay. and that will have Guillermo del Toro Ooh. writing and directing. I like it. Okay. It looks like they they have a few people in early talks for the Frankenstein movie that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it's been written yet. Okay. So we'll have to see, but Guillermo del Toro is is set to to write and direct this movie and as of right now in early talks they have Andrew Garfield, Oscar Isaac and Mia Goth. Wow, Mia Goth is just getting into everything now. Okay. I like it. Apparently. Apparently. So mm-hmm. it'll be a uh, based off of Mary Shelley's 1818 novel. Mhm. Uh, apparently he's been developing it for a couple of years now already, okay. but don't know how faithful he te- he intends to be to the source material. Well, knowing him, I'm sure he'll be very faithful, but I, I guess I don't know what kind of Frankenstein movie he's looking to make. So I guess we'll have to find out once we get a trailer. Right, right. Or but, we might even hear a little bit more, a little bit more oh. as things go on. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they usually are pretty tight-lipped about Guillermo's stuff. So. Right, right. We'll have to see how it all goes. Hopefully it'll be a good burger. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> I had that as my ringtone for the longest time. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it was it was it was fantastic but yes good burger the the Kenan and Cal movie mm-hmm. from 1997 <laughs> is apparently getting a sequel that's amazing a sequel has been ordered uh from paramount plus 26 years later jeez <laughs> <laughs> and so uh as of right now it it looks like it's going to be kind of like ed is still working at good burger Okay. Because, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, Dexter is down on his luck after another one of his inventions fails, 
Ed welcomes Dexter back into Good Burger with open arms and gives him his old job back. With a new crew working at Good Burger, Dex devises a plan to get back on his feet, but unfortunately puts the fate of Good Burger at risk once again. Uh. <laughs> so, as of right now, it doesn't look like any of the supporting cast is returning, so okay. uh, no, no Sinbad. No Aww. Char Jackson, no Linda Aww. Cardellini. No. <laughs> uh, but it does look like uh, Kevin Coplo and Heath uh, Seifert, who okay. also wrote all that in addition to the original Good Burger, are mm-hmm. returning to write the screenplay for Good Burger 2. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Phil, Phil Trail, who has directed some stuff from like Brooklyn Nine-Nine to the middle, will be directing the movie. Okay. And production is scheduled to begin in May... And then it'll premiere later this year. Oh, I love it. Is it true? <laughs> no, that's Keenan and Kel. I, well, I mean, it's still the same two people. So right, right. I am uh, half correct. But yes. Uh, so Good Burger was one of my favorite movies at, as a kid. And Mondo Burger. It, yep, Mondo Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember, did Mondo... Yeah, Mondo Burger got destroyed at the end, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But, oh, so good. So, I'm, I'm just kind of reading here. Uh, apparently, the, the original was directed by Brian Robbins, mm-hmm. uh, who was also the creator of all that. Uh, but they couldn't get him back to direct it, mm-hmm. because he is apparently currently be- busy being the president of Nickelodeon and Paramount Pictures. Really? Might be just a little busy. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, basically, you know, every once in a while, Keenan and Kel haven't really worked together a lot since uh, 2000s. They're right. like, like 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, every once in a while, they've, they've gotten back together and, you know, they did a Keenan and Kel tribute sketch on SNL and mm-hmm. uh, when they did, or when Keenan Thompson hosted last year's Emmy Awards. Uh, Kel made a cameo, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Yep. But, uh, yeah, they, we got a good burger too coming down the pipeline. That's awesome. I cannot wait. Hopefully it lives up to it, but we'll right. have to wait and see. Well, apparently we don't only have a good burger too, uh, coming to Paramount plus, uh-huh. but apparently we have a monk reunion movie coming to Peacock. Oh, okay. And so... Uh, Tony Shalhoub is apparently coming back, mm-hmm. which I would hope so, but you never know. And then uh, Ted Levine, uh, Trailer Howard, Jason Gray Stanford, uh, Melora Hardin, and Hector Elizondo mm-hmm. will all be coming back. Okay. That's one show I never got into. I, I, that... I got into it for a little bit, and then yeah. I kind of fell off. Okay, and that I yeah I never got into that one or uh, Burn Notice, which is Burn surprising. Notice was good. Yeah, which is surprising because I want I like Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, Burn Burn Notice, uh, Psych. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get into Suits, but that was whatever. White Collar was pretty good. Okay. Um, and then I mean all of that was kind of all under the same umbrella. Uh, yeah. For Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. And I mean. If you look at like the DVD box art for them, you can definitely tell that they're pretty, pretty, pretty coming from the pretty same company. 
Yep. <laughs> Pretty much coming from the same company. That's what I meant to say. Well, that and they all premiered on USA. So. Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah. So, as of right now, it looks like. Uh, do we have? I don't know if we have a timeline. I don't see a timeline for this. Okay. Uh, but it is, it is in the works. Well, good deal. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, we have we have this cast reunion for a seek reun reuniting. There we go, for a sequel movie, and we have apparently Ridley Scott reuniting with one of his uh, one of his former stars of one of his movies. Ah. For that Gladiator sequel that we've been talking about. Ooh. Okay. So it looks like uh, Ridley Scott is going to be reuniting with Denzel Washington, who he worked on American Gangster with. Mm-hmm. But now Denzel Washington is going to be in the sequel to Gladiator. Ooh, wow. Okay. So we'll have to see kind of who who he's going to be, uh, kind of what direction they're going to be going, because I believe we had talked before how it's going to be following uh, his son. Right, right, right. Yeah. I believe that's what we were talking about. Uh, but, oh, sorry? No, I don't get how it could be his son, because I thought his son died. But I don't, I, it's been a while, it's been a little bit, bit since I've seen Gladiator, so I might have to revisit that. I mean, you could be right, I could be completely wrong. I could be too, uh, so who knows. Let me just double check here quick. Okay, okay. So it's, it's going to be following uh, Lucius, who is the son of Lucilla. Lucius, uh, and takes place okay. years after the first film ended. Lucius was also the nephew of Commodus, who was played by Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, all right. That makes more sense. I was like, yeah, there was a little boy in there too with with Commodus. Yeah, okay, all right. Right, right. It's all coming together. And then, uh, so, Russell Crowe's Maximus saved Lucius and Lucilla while avenging his own family and then left a strong mm. impression on the young boy. Okay. And now we have uh, Denzel Washington coming in for... Don't know what kind of character, but we'll have to see. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know what kind of character he would be, but I could see him being like a gladiator part or, you know, who knows? Maybe one of the so, Roman... I, who knows? Some we, sort we will of have mentor? To wait and see. Yeah, that could be. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be interesting. Most definitely. You know what else should be interesting? What's that? couple more com comedians being on ghostbusters afterlife the yes. sequel to ghostbusters mm -hmm. afterlife uh apparently both kumail nanjiani and Patton oswald have been cast in the sequel to ghostbusters afterlife i love it <laughs> which i mean looks like we have the the original cast returning mm -hmm. um and then this is going to be shifting to the to new york city and the firehouse right uh and then Jason Reitman is returning to direct it. Cool. Or, sorry. Uh, he's moving to a writer-producer role. So I, I don't know who's directing it. I, did we say, did we say who direct, who's directing it? I thought we did. Who it is right now off the top of my head, I don't remember. But... <sighs> That's going to bug me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember them saying that Jason Reitman wasn't going to direct it, but be in a producer role. Right, right. Uh, Gil Kennan. Okay. That's right, the director of Monster House. Mm, that's right, okay. And City of Ember. 
and the 2015 Poltergeist. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, yeah, so, yeah, that's right, that's right, because Gil Kennan wa- helped, or was a co-writer on the first Ghostbusters, or on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. And was also a, an executive producer. That's and right. And so now it looks like Jason Reitman is going to be moving into that role, and then Gil is going to be moving into the director's seat. Okay. I like it. So we'll have to, we'll have to see how it goes. I mean, I really liked Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, me too, me too, yeah. It was, it was really good. I can't wait to see where they kind of go with this, where they, you know, the where they go with the story going back to the to the firehouse mm-hmm. we'll have to see what uh, what happens it should be it should be a blast sorry <laughs> that was bad <laughs> a proton blast <laughs> that's true your honor this man has no dick that's right <laughs> don't cross the streams um uh but yeah we'll have to see how everybody is included into this production yeah yeah speaking of productions and being included (laughs) (laughs) we have a musical production uh that is being turned into a movie that we've Uh talked about uh that's the mean girls musical Mm -hmm. apparently they have cast their coach car in one mr john ham Okay. <laughs> Which, oh boy. <laughs> this is going to be something. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I mean, I am, I am, uh, I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we actually talked about it, though, but apparently, uh, Auli'i Cravalo, who, okay. played, who voiced uh, Moana, mm-hmm. is going to be in this movie as well. Okay. Um, and then... Oh, really? Apparently, Ali'i will be playing Janice, who was uh, Katie's friend. Uh, Janice Ian, okay. Yes, who was originally played uh, by Lizzie Kaplan. Okay. And then, (laughs) yeah, so Coach Carr is a very interesting character. We'll have to see how John Hamm takes it, but (laughs) it should be be interesting to watch. (laughs) I always enjoy John Hamm. He's... He he seems so serious, but he's got that like heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's got he's got deadpan humor down. Oh, oh, he does, yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to see how it all goes. I like it. <laughs> uh, one other person who is uh, extremely funny mm-hmm. is one Mr. Jack Black. Oh, he's hilarious. He is. Uh, apparently, a little bit ago, I don't know exactly when Mm -hmm. uh sorry one second here there it is uh apparently a while ago he he posted a picture of himself inside of like a penguin light christmas decoration like yard decoration kind of thing Mm -hmm. and everybody was very confused but now it's coming to light that he is working on a new movie with the the farrelly brothers who he Uh, worked with on Shallow Howl okay. back in the day. Uh, apparently, they're going to be making a movie called Dear Santa at Paramount. Okay. Where uh, the movie centers on a young boy who, in writing his yearly note to Santa, mixes up the letters and sends it to Satan instead. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Okay. And... Uh, 
we'll have to we'll have to see how it all goes but uh yeah apparently apparently that's a thing now so uh, i can see jack black playing satan i can also see him playing santa i can too yeah or like a combination of the two like if there's like a satan santa or something like that <laughs> santan satan yeah yeah <laughs> the fairly brothers oh they their movies like they've been hit or miss for me lately so like they haven't really done a whole lot of comedy and mm. obviously recently. we know yeah recently well it isn't it peter fairly that did uh uh what's the one um the one that won the oscar uh the one about vigo mortensen driving the guy around um green book green book thank you he produced that one. Oh, i thought he directed it okay he could have let me double check here yeah okay. he directed it as well okay uh so yeah i mean basically the the fairly brothers kind of jumped onto the scene back in 1994 mm-hmm. with dumb and dumber great movie and then they did uh kingpin there's something about mary me myself and irene uh osmosis jones shallow hal and then they did stuff like stuck on you uh <laughs> the three stooges in 2012 that dumb movie and was dumber actually two. decent yeah they did a couple segments in movie 43 i forgot about that yeah uh they did they did fever pitch oh with drew barrymore and uh jimmy fallon yeah yeah okay but uh and that was that was the year that the was it the red sox yeah it must have been the red sox because it's jimmy mm-hmm. fallon mm-hmm. that they actually won the world series like unironically won it and they hadn't won it for like so many years before like it was a curse kind of thing yeah that was the year that they 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 exceeded expectations yep 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 so uh yeah fairly brothers and jack black are teaming up again for dear santa i like Paramount. it that you know is something is? i'll keep on my read i'll keep that on, i will keep that on my radar for sure but okay <laughs> nice. yes <laughs> very nice you know who else is teaming back up who's that the mission impossible franchise oh my god and the character rolf saxon uh-huh apparently uh we we get to see what happened to uh sorry they are teaming back up with rolf Sa- rolf saxon uh so that we can finally figure out what happened to william dunlow the cia analyst from the original movie who was supposed to be watching the highly classified documents before ethan hunt dropped from the ceiling and steals them in the now famous scene no so basically it looks like he's gonna be back for dead reckoning part two Mm -hmm. but it looks like uh he was he was promptly fired and reassigned to a polar substation in alaska (laughs) okay (laughs) uh but so we have we have uh rolf saxon coming back Mm -hmm. and we've talked about it before i think where we have uh, Henry Zerny as Eugene Kittredge, mm-hmm. who is also coming back from the original Mission Impossible, because he was the director of the Impossible Miss- Mission Force back then. That's right. Okay. You know the whole, you haven't seen me, Angry Kittredge. Wasn't that played by John Voight? No, no. John Voight uh, played the uh, original character from mission impossible the tv series 
Right, right. Okay, that's I. That's what I thought I, you were talking about. I don't remember reason. the name though. Yeah. And everybody, like when that movie came out, everybody was mad. Jim Phelps. Yeah. Everybody was mad that uh, they did the whole twist, mm -hmm. uh, in the movie. But I'm not going to say anything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So apparently, uh, Kittredge is back, and uh, William Dunlow is back. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch the first one again. Just make a make a marathon of it. Yeah, you might as well at this point. Mm -hmm. So, quick little segue: which which Mission Impossible would you think would be your favorite? I didn't get into the series until later. Okay. Um. Oh boy, honestly, it's gonna be cliche, but Fallout. Really? Okay. So you liked it when Cavill shotgunned his arms? Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I liked I liked the uh, the reloading biceps. Just. <laughs> All right. So for me, um, because I I, I grew up uh, in that time frame, mm. Mission Impossible Two hit it right out of the park for me. It it was so action packed. It was. Wasn't that the John Woo one? It was like nobody liked it when it came out, but I enjoyed the heck out of it. And it had a Limp Bizkit song in it, which made it even better. <laughs> uh, that one made me fall in love with the franchise because I hated the first movie when I first saw it. Gotcha, gotcha. But I would say the true movie that got me really into it was 3 because I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right, and that's the that's the J.J. Abrams one, right? That is, yes. Okay. That's the first one under Bad Robot. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, so let me just kind of refigure out here. So... We had Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 2 with yep. John Woo and Random mm -hmm. Doves. And yes. uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible 3 was Lens Flare. Yep. Um, Mission Impossible 4 was Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Was that the Burge? Was that Brad Bird? Or was that 5? Yeah. Uh, no, that was, that was Brad Bird. Okay. Okay, so that was Brad Bird, uh, who had mainly done animation before that mm -hmm. and that was like his first kind of big live action movie yep and i think if i remember correctly apparently he went and talked to christopher nolan's team about how to best use the imax cameras oh right yeah because they did the whole burst thing in imax Mm-hmm. and then number five what was that then? no five five was why am i blanking um that was the one where <sighs> why can't i think of it um rogue nation that's it okay so we have rogue nation and then we had fallout and then we mm -hmm. got dead reckoning part one and dead reckoning part two wow <laughs> and then rogue rogue nation was the one where we got um rebecca ferguson in it and that one had yes. jeremy renner in it ving rames was back for that one that was the that was the um diving into the giant whirlpool that's right yes it was <laughs> just basically going off of you know the the action set piece of each movie mm -hmm. to, to identify it <laughs> <laughs> oh man what was the one oh because two oh that's two right. was Rogue the Nation. rock climbing yeah. Yeah. Two was a rock climbing. Rogue Nation was the one where he was hanging off of the side of the jet. 
That's right. Yes, it was. And I saw that one in theaters. That was like right when I first started at the movie theater. Okay. And I went to go see that, and we are running a little bit late. So we got in there basically right in the middle of the first action sequence. And so okay. I felt like I missed so much, and I was just like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, but yes. So uh, <laughs> they are back for Mission Impossible from the first one. I like it. All right. Fantastic. All right. Moving on, because we still have a lot to go through. <laughs> uh, Sorry, small tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Travis. Yes. You have a hard stop at 10, correct? Uh, I can go a little after, but not much. I can't go no more than 10.20. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. We're trying to get through this by ten o'clock. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I know you said, yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, you know somebody who hasn't directed a Mission Impossible movie. Who's that? James Gunn. That's true. He hasn't. But apparently he will be directing a Superman movie. Same difference though, okay. right? Okay. Uh, basically, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently James Gunn. Uh-huh. Uh, has been, you know, trying to get everything figured out with the DC universe. Uh, what they plan to do, basically restarting everything. Mm-hmm. And they have their their first, oh, what do they call it? Um, like first releases, I guess. Mm-hmm. It is not a great way to put it, but that's what I'm going to say. Uh- <laughs> it's the first movies under James Gunn's regime of... yeah. Chapter one, yeah. Gods and Monsters. Yes. Uh, it looks like the movie that the Superman movie that James Gunn has been writing, uh, Superman Legacy, mm-hmm. is going to be directed by James Gunn. Okay. Uh, which will be released July eleventh, twenty twenty five. And I guess basically, you know, just because he writes something, this this is his quote. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I write something doesn't mean I feel it in my bones, visually and emotionally enough to spend over two years directing it especially not something of this magnitude. But the long and the short of it is I love this script and I'm incredibly excited as we begin this ju- oh, excuse me, as we begin this journey. Okay. Hashtag up, up, and away. It's and, a bird, it's a plane. Right, right. And so apparently Superman Legacy tells the story of Superman's journey to reconcile his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing as Clark Kent of Smallville, Kansas. So a little so, bit of an ex- existential kind of so would that mean that he'd be going back to Krypton then? I don't because how, think so. Because I was like, how could that happen if Krypton's gone? Right. I mean, I feel like it's going to be more of, you know, you, we'll get the we'll get the uh, the the Marlin vision. Oh yeah, in the uh, Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marlin vision. Mm-hmm. Marlon Brando. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, never mind. We're good. Uh, Brando vision. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And. Uh, you know, just trying to, like it says, reconcile how he is both Kryptonian, but also mm-hmm. Clark Kent. And, you know, becoming trying to become Superman rather than just being Clark Kent with superpowers. Oh, so it's going to be him balancing, trying to figure out how to be both. Okay. I think so. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I take from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Okay. And no clue on who's playing Superman yet? Nope, nope, nothing yet. It should be Cavill, right? But, okay, never mind. That's another. That's another story for another podcast. Right, right. We'll have to see how it all goes. <laughs> uh, but yes, he is going to be directing it. 
in addition to doing all of his stuff for DC, trying to get everything in order. Right. We'll have to see whether or not uh, he can get somebody good to play it, or like you said, mm-hmm. who'd you like say? I said, what, what, what did I say? For, for who should play who should play Superman? Oh, Cavill. Well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. The dude abides. <laughs> Speaking of the dude, the, the Big Lebowski is coming back to theaters for its That's 25th awesome. anniversary. Oh, okay. And that will be on April 16th and April 20th. <laughs> nice. <laughs> exactly. Fitting. So 416 right. and 420. Okay. The Big Lebowski will be in theaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like... I, I feel like whichever theater is showing that might have to run some Febreze through the theater on the 20th showings. Yeah, it's going to be very skunky in there. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> there is no question about that. Hopefully they have like an air purifier at that time or something. Right. right. <laughs> have like an hour before the next showing of anything and just run that. Yup. We need to get uh, rid of the skunk in here. <laughs> right? So it is through Fathom Fathom events, so it is going to be just a couple of showings each day. Okay. Uh, but if you want to see the the big Lebowski, you know, if you want to if you want to see him complain about uh, about the rug and you know, have uh, John Goodman tell Donnie to shut the f up uh, <laughs> on the big screen, then uh, then you have you have an opportunity to here. Man, that rug really tied the room together. <laughs> You're out of your element, Donnie. Yep. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, okay. So, that is a thing. <laughs> but that actually does uh, bring us to the end of our movie news. Mm-hmm. Which uh, brings us to our trailers that we have for this week. We have a few of them as well. One or two. Stop it, Hollywood. Stop it. No, I'm just joking. It keeps us going. <laughs> it does. So there there are a lot of trailers, but uh, some of this stuff is like streaming services. Some of it is coming to theaters. Some of it is like indie mm-hmm. stuff. So we'll have to see where all of this stuff goes to. Yes. The first one that we have is for Blackberry. This one has uh, Jay Baruchel mm-hmm. in it as the one of the founders of Blackberry. Mm-hmm. And wow i knew there was a whole thing behind it but i did mm-hmm. not realize just how much uh or how much drama was there well when i saw the trailer i thought it was originally like another trailer for like another like snowden movie or something and then and then it started and it was about blackberry and i was like oh okay that makes more sense and then all of a sudden, Glenn Howerton popped up on screen, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, he he pulls off that bald look so well, mm. and he seems like he he plays a jerk so well. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I think this will be fantastic. I it looks so good. Yep. So this one is coming to theaters May twelfth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the true story of the meteoric rise and catastrophic demise of the world's first smartphone, the BlackBerry, uh, which is a whirlwind ride through a ruthlessly competitive Silicon Valley at breakneck speeds. There mm-hmm. we go. So, I mean, basically, BlackBerrys were the first smartphone. You know, there was 
they uh, like they say in the trailer, a, a whole internet bandwidth that they're not using over phone signals. Yep. Mm-hmm. And BlackBerry was like, hey, we can use that. And so that's how they became the go-to for all of the, the big city, you know, big shot types. Right. I mean, without the BlackBerry, we wouldn't have gotten the iPhone, the mm-hmm. Android, anything like that. So it's really the first, yeah, the first smartphone. Oh, yeah. That you could, you know, text, call, send emails back All when it was simple. fun stuff. <laughs> it's like the Force. Right. <laughs> Star Wars. You've seen Star Wars, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh yeah, it's going to be good, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I said, May 12th, something to kind of look, you know, look around, see if you liked, it looks like if you, if you liked something like the big short or uh, jobs, this might oh, be something yeah. that is in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Like, do, can you think of any other ones that are kind of around that same? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jobs. Um, let's see. Uh, it's um jobs is probably the best example that i can think of big pirates of silicon valley pirates of silicon valley <laughs> a mini series on tv back With in michael the day. c hall yeah yep uh yeah i'd say that's probably the best the best that you could give honestly or anthony michael hall michael c hall anthony that's michael it hall. yeah yep that's wow it. my bad and noah wiley as steve jobs Oh, wow, Noah Wiley. I haven't thought about him in forever. <laughs> oh, oh, I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. You know who played Steve Ballmer? Who? John DiMaggio. I did, okay, all right. As in Bender from Futurama. Yep, Bender. And uh, a lot of other stuff, too. Right? <laughs> Here's my shiny metal butt. Yep, yep. You're welcome for me keeping that PG. I do appreciate that. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, what was the other? Oh, he was um, rada rada rada, rada 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 rada, in uh, Flapjack. Oh, I never watched that cartoon. Chowder, chowder. That's what it was. Chowder. Schnitzel. (laughs) And his character just literally goes rada rada rada, rada rada rada, rada rada rada. that's awesome that was a uh, weird tv show um okay so (laughs) blackberry yes it is it looks like a very interesting trailer it looks i mean it kind of shows you the rise and the fall and like i said it kind of seems like a like a jobs or a what what was the ashton kutcher one uh jobs was that jobs that was Which, Jobs, and then there was the one with Michael Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, Michael Fassbender, thank you. That was... Um, Steve Jobs? Th- th- oh, wait, Steve Jobs was Ashton Kutcher, and then I believe... Uh, no, no, why, jo- why, I, we, you We're were getting right. this mixed up. Yep, okay. I just looked it up. You were right. Jobs was Ashton Kutcher and okay. Dermot Mulroney. Steve Jobs, two years later, was Michael Fassbender mm-hmm. and Kate Winslet. Okay, all right. And that one, Steve Jobs, was the one that was uh, Danny Boyle. That's right, yes. And that's the one where, as it, with, oh, that had uh, Seth Rogen and Jeff Daniels in it, too. 
That's right, because because uh, Seth Rogen was Wozniak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Steve Jobs, the one with Danny Boyle, Michael Fassbender, all that. That's the one where it actually uh, changed aspect ratios as it mm-hmm. went along, and so it like it started off kind of um, almost four by three, I think. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the movie, it was like uh, sixteen by nine. Yeah, I remember first seeing that movie and being confused. Like, why are the aspect ratios changing? Right. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, that one was uh, interesting to watch. Most definitely. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> getting back to the trailers, Blackberry, <laughs> it looks interesting. Yeah, I'm super excited to see this. I think it looks good. Uh, our next trailer that we have is Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken which is a nice little family movie that I believe is coming to Netflix. Is that okay? I, I couldn't remember if it was Netflix or, or if it was coming to theaters. Oh, no, Universal Pictures, uh, DreamWorks, okay. it's coming to theaters. Okay. I thought it was Netflix. I apologize. <laughs> um, it just, it had a Netflix vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds bad, but it did. It certainly uh, did, but I mean, this looks high quality, though. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Krakens versus mermaids. It is. Uh, and also, just trying to, you know, coming of it's a coming of age story, uh, where Ruby Gilman is trying to just be a normal teenager, uh, yeah. but is in fact a kraken trying to like hide themselves within a human world, kind of thing. Yep. So there's that whole thing, but they also have a mortal enemy against the mermaids mm-hmm and mermaids uh are doing the same thing trying to you know not necessarily live a normal life but trying to be the the popular one in high school and they have to fight against each other it's gonna be bad but i'm gonna call it right now that there's gonna be an even bigger bad guy and that they're gonna have to work together and they're gonna become friends Ooh, ooh! i don't know man i don't know uh, I, that's just that's just my feeling. Oh, okay, okay. We'll have to see how it goes. Okay, but it looks uh, good though. Yeah, I mean they they grow to kind of enormous size and just do a whole you know kaiju fight in, mm-hmm. throughout the city too. So there's right. that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm just gonna think of Liam Neeson and Clash of the Titans. Release the Kraken. <laughs> All I think is. Uh, the one guy from the movie, uh, I forget which movie, I forget what it is, but we got a freaking kaiju fight out here. Oh, yes. <laughs> What's that from? Oh, oh, uh, Suicide Squad. That's okay. Yep. When, uh, oh, with, uh, Staru or with yeah. the star? Yep. Yeah. Staro the Sorry. Destroyer. Staro the Conqueror. We should have specified James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. <laughs> James Gunn, yeah. Yeah, and then the the guy at the at the computer. I think his name in in the show is actually John. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like we got a freaking kaiju up in this. Yep. That uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, now that I remember what that's from, that uh, I'm good with that. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you can sleep at night now. <laughs> I'm good with that. All right, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, coming to theaters at some point in time this summer. Yay! Sweet. Fantastic. Our next trailer is What's Love Got to Do With It? Got to do with it. <laughs> Which, this one uh, was interesting, I guess. Yeah, I, 
it looks i mean it it i i'm not always the biggest fan of you know lovey sappy movies but mm. i i do enjoy lily james and she plays the the main girl in the movie um and the, what what would you say that it so isn't it that she's a documentary filmmaker yeah uh, and she's trying to you know find a relationship mm-hmm. but she's been friends with their next door neighbors for you know since childhood childhood friend and neighbor kaz mm-hmm. uh they've been friends since childhood but there's you know i guess nothing there whatever so kaz apparently has opted with his parents to do an arranged marriage uh with a bride from pakistan mm-hmm. who's then going to be moving to london and so zoe kind of wants to do this whole documentary filmmaking thing about arranged marriages you know especially in this day and age mm-hmm. uh, in places like you know london and having the bride come from pakistan to you know live with you know not meet or anything until they marry basically mm-hmm. um and then it seems like there's going to be kind of a romantic interest involved after that and it'll be kind of a well do you really want this is you know is this what you really want you don't even know the person you yeah. know why are you doing this you know the bride to be isn't really too happy with this either and you know just kind of a, a whole thing there mm-hmm but it's also got Emma Thompson in it too. It sure does, and she's a delight. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. So I think I might have to check this one out. I think it looks good, but again, like I said, it's not my cup of tea usually. But I might have to give this one a shot because I do like Lily James and Emma Thompson. I mean, she's fantastic. Right. Right. And so it looks like this one is coming to theaters May fifth. Okay. So keep an eye out for that one. Uh, our next one is another kind of more uh, adult-oriented movie, I guess you would say, with mm-hmm. You Hurt My Feelings. Uh, and this one has... Uh, why can I not remember her name? Julia yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and basically it is... Uh, how did... Somebody put it in, in a certain way, and I'm trying to remember how they put it. But basically it's a movie where adults are having adult feelings and emotions and trying to find their way through that without mm-hmm. being like too over the top does that kind of make so, sense so they're trying to they're trying to show their emotions in a healthy way instead of a usual movie way yes yes okay and so basically you know it's kind of like the whole the whole premise of the movie is Julia Louis Dreyfus is an author, mm-hmm. and uh, you know her book is coming out, and her her husband is always saying, "Oh, I love the book. The book is great." That kind of stuff. But then behind her back is more like, I mean, there's some stuff wrong with the book, blah blah blah, and you know, kind of goes into the little white lies that we tell our significant others or the people mm-hmm. that we love in our lives to. I guess more spare their feelings or not kind of get into an argument with them that can be avoided. Yep. And, you know, kind of, is that healthy? Is that, you know, is that just creating this animosity between the two people that will at some day explode? You know, just kind of going through all of that stuff mm-hmm. is what this, this trailer is kind of looks like to me is kind of going through for this movie. I gotcha. That's how I feel too. Sure. I mean, it looks it looks 
it looks pretty great. Um, this one is coming from A24, but mm. it's not a horror. Surprising. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I would go to a movie to watch people go through adult problems, but it might be enjoyable just because it has Julia Louis-Dreyfus in it. She's hilarious. And David Cross. And David Cross. I mean, he's... He, uh, I love David Cross. <laughs> and Amber Tamblyn. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be one where, you know, it's it's going to be funny because of the people that are in it, but it's also going to mm-hmm. have, it's going to have that heart. It's going to have that emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to, it's not going to be action packed. It's not going to be John Wick, you know? Right. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a drama. It's giving me the vibe of what's that movie, coincidentally enough, starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell, uh, the one where they go skiing and they go through that avalanche and uh what is it um downhill downhill yes where they a couple years ago yeah it's giving me that kind of vibe oh this is the the remake one of the french movie yep where there's like an like you said the avalanche is coming but it's like coming to the resort or something and mm-hmm. like he the will ferrell like grabs something but doesn't grab anything else and just kind of like runs and everybody else is like well what are you doing yep you have a family you have you have your wife your kids whatever here mm. but he runs yeah <laughs> so uh yeah no i can i can definitely see that absolutely absolutely um but yeah that's uh that's something to kind of if if you're looking for a drama that's coming in mm-hmm. uh may 26th mm-hmm. that might be something to keep on your radar cool our next trailer that we have is quasi this is uh, a new trailer from the Broken Lizard Gang, where, uh, I guess, uh, them boys don't like Mexico. You're right. <laughs> because this is set in medieval times. It sure is. And everybody is playing multiple roles. Mm-hmm. And what is it that they're working in, like, a torture? Like, the torture part part of the castle? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's like a Quasimodo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where... You know, he's trying to find love or whatever, and but he's he's horribly disfigured. And so as they go walk through the streets, he always is getting pelted. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. I'm okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this movie it looks hilarious, but why did they have to give Quasi that like special needs face? That that, that was just not needed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like. It, it would have worked just fine if he just had his normal face, but no, they had to go that route. But yeah. our whatever. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, it, it, like the trailer, the the trailer had me laughing. I will say that. But oh. it, yeah, just that had me. It it left a bitter taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, this is that. That's not something that I. Uh, would okay so it doesn't surprise me that they went that direction um it's just like you said unneeded yeah i mean it really doesn't surprise me because it is broken lizard but yeah unneeded is for sure the right word to go with that yep and so uh basically you know like you said they work in like a torture area whatever Mm -hmm. there's everybody's playing multiple roles the pope comes in and He's like, hey, can you can you heal my hunchback? And he's like, oh, no. Right. 
So, uh, and then just kind of all of these shenanigans that will happen from that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. It, it could be good, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Exactly, exactly. And that will be uh, on Hulu. And since on it's April. Broken Lizard, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you one guess as to which day next month that uh, the the Broken Lizard movie is premiering. Four twenty. No, you are correct, sir. Yes. So if you like Super Troopers, if you liked uh, Beer Fest, um, if you liked Super Troopers two, if you liked uh, what was the other one that they did? Club Dread. Uh, Dread. Okay. I feel like we're missing one, but so it's Super Troopers, Super Troopers two, Club Dread. Mm. I feel like there's one. Oh, um, the Slam and Salmon. Okay. Uh, our next trailer that we have is for a movie that we I th- I think we're both kind of really uh really ready for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is for Renfield with uh, Nicolas Cage as. Dracula. And Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> and and Nicholas Holt as Renfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this one I feel like gives a little bit more away. I'm not uh, all that happy with the trailer, unfor- unfortunately. Because There's, because they gave away too much? I think so. Yeah. So if you didn't see the stuff that I think I saw, I wouldn't watch it anymore, Travis, just as a heads up. Okay. But yeah, there's there's some stuff that I feel like gives away near the near the end of the movie if not the ending of the movie unfortunately Mm -hmm. Uh, but it shows a lot more of uh, Nicholas Holt kind of kicking butt as Renfield Mm -hmm. Um, and his and Aquafina's kind of like falling in love I guess yeah them working together too and yeah absolutely absolutely so is it that when Renfield eats something that he gets the powers or is it because that's the way it seemed like like he like ate the bug and then he was just able to you know swing around and start kicking butt right right that's the first but I don't know if that is the only way or if it's something else like if he does something weird then he can or what or I, I don't know uh-huh. I don't know how it how it all works. We'll have to see, uh, but it should be interesting. Yeah, it looks good. And Nicolas Cage's Dracula. I mean, that's the best choice. Right, <laughs> right. And apparently, it's been confirmed that this is a direct sequel to the 1931 Dracula movie. Really? Okay. So 1931 was that? Would that have been Bela Lugosi? I think so it would be bella lugosi okay okay so nicholas cage is taking over for bella lugosi that's so great okay <sighs> <laughs> uh but yeah so wait do we have dwight fry played renfield in the original one okay which i wonder if he looks like nicholas holt mm-hmm. yeah yeah Maybe if you look at it with a blind eye. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So I'm trying to see if some of the pictures have Renfield. Which, oh, fun fact about the 1931 Dracula. Mm-hmm. So apparently the 1931 Spanish language film Dracula mm-hmm. uh, was filmed at the exact same time as Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Like they would come in at really? night 
and okay. film like in the same areas that uh Bela Lugosi's production had filmed during that day oh wow okay uh yeah so let me just double check this here quick in 1930, two versions of Bram Stoker's most famous novel were shot concurrently on the same sets with the same script, one during the day and the other at night, and one in English and the other in Spanish. So, just a little uh, little movie tidbit for you. Yeah, I like movie tidbits. Uh, but yeah, so Renfield is a direct sequel. He's going to have Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt, and Aquafina. It looks amazing. It does. And let me, like, the gore at the end of the trailer, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. There, there's going to be a lot of gore as well. Mm hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but that uh, brings us to our next trailer where there's not going to be a lot of gore. And that is for the Netflix movie Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. So, how bad did this kick your nostalgia? Uh, this hit me right in the feels. It was it was so good to see everybody back. Well, well, mostly everybody. Yeah. So basically, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always brings back uh, the the blue and the black ranger from the original series, mm-hmm. uh, and technically also the yellow ranger, and Rita Repulsa. Mm-hmm. Although this time Rita Repulsa has a different body because unfortunately the actress that played Rita Repulsa uh, passed away uh, more than a few years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is a robotic body same voice and uh, basically uh, we have we have the, the two uh, or sorry going back a little bit something happens where Rita kills Trini the yellow ranger mm-hmm. and uh, basically they have to figure out how to get uh, how to get things going mm-hmm. and so um, okay David Yost is back as Billy Cranston. Awesome. Uh, Walter Jones is back as Zach Taylor. Okay. Uh, Amy Jo Johnson, uh, Jason David Frank, uh, they were... Well, Jason David Frank was, was alive at the time of filming, but uh, he passed on filming this, or coming back for this. So did uh, Amy Jo Johnson. Okay. Uh, just because they, they have their reasons, whatever. I'm not too worried mm-hmm. about it. Uh, Catherine Sutherland, who played Cat on... Uh, which version of Power Rangers was that? Oh, it was Mighty Morphin or Turbo. Okay. And I think also in the original series. So kind of after Amy Jo Johnson left, Cat mm-hmm. came in, or Catherine Sutherland came in to play Cat Hillard, and then okay. moved on to Power Rangers Turbo. Gotcha. And has been in a couple other ones as well, uh, but is coming back as the Pink Ranger for this one. I love it. Okay. And then uh, was that the original Jason too? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, Steve Cardenas is playing Rocky. Okay. All right. I was like, I couldn't. Re- I Rocky was that from the movie? Uh, that was the movie and also the TV show. Okay. Because the guy who played Jason um got in some trouble, I think. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like he got in a little bit of trouble. And uh, May 2022 was indicted on federal fraud charges related to the CARES Act. Conspired in a $3.5 million scheme to create businesses or use an existing business to to submit applications to fraudulently obtain paycheck protection program funding. Prosecutors said participants in the conspiracy would file false supporting documents and misrepresent key details, including number of their employees, 
The amount of their payroll causing the Small Business Administration financial institutions to issue loans. Prosecutors alleged St. John and co-defendants paid the ringleaders of the scheme and spent the money on personal purchases. If convicted, could face up to 20 years. Uh, since the incident, St. John agreed to be put on probation and his movements were restricted to within his home state of Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so in the original one, basically, he he quit the show mm-hmm. uh, along with Walter Jones and uh, Toy Trang, who played okay. Trini, mm-hmm. uh, during season two because the actors needed an increase in their salaries. And that's why he was replaced in the movie by Steve Cardenas as uh, Rocky. Gotcha. Okay. And so Rocky is the one that is in the now and always or always once and always. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we have that there. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of nostalgia. It it definitely does. But we all know that the true Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, sequel we want to see is the one uh, from, (laughs) was it 2018? Yeah, 2018. Yeah. No, 2017. Sorry. Yes. That one. With uh, Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa. Yes. Yes. I would love to see a new one, a new sequel from that. Uh, but yeah, we do have that trailer. We get Rita, we get uh, Putties, we get, you know, our couple of our original Rangers. We get Alpha Five, we get uh, Zordon. We got possibly. to see the Zords. We, I don't actually, I don't know if we get Zordon or not. Ah, I didn't see Zordon, but we definitely had Alpha Five. We did, yeah. We got the Zords. Mm-hmm. Got, and then a couple um, other Power Rangers from other shows are coming in yep. as well as, mm-hmm. you know, cameos. Sure. Um, we get some Morphin Time. Yes. And we get the original Zords. <laughs> Megazord. Uh, but yeah, it should be fun. What do you say we move on to our last trailer? Oh, hi, Shock. <laughs> our last trailer is for the movie Big Shark. Uh, yeah, I, I. They're just making this just because they can. <laughs> this is Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, I mean that's basically what the room was too. So I, yeah, eh. uh, which, yeah, this one, it looks horrible. Mm-hmm. I am not going to watch it because I would be cringing the entire way through, and I do not want to do that. Like I won't even be laughing. I'll just be cringing. I think we're gonna have to, man. I think we're. I. I. I, I think. I can't. I, I think we're gonna have to do this as a group and review it together. <sighs> you know it's true. <sighs> <laughs> it just. It looks so bad. It, it does. It does. But I mean, if we get a few brewskis in us, maybe. 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 We'll see. Uh, and then at the end of it was an underwear commercial. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so out of place. <laughs> right, right. So uh, if you want to cringe, if you want to just, I don't know, laugh at how horribly bad something looks, mm-hmm. Big Shark by Tommy Wiseau. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a thing. Oh, it's going to be a thing. All right. But that is the end of our trailers. Which means you should visit us at Facebook or Facebook.com slash movies are thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are thing, no space dash slash anything like that at movies are thing. <gasps> Come on by and say hi. We would absolutely love it. Yes. Uh, but uh, that brings us to our, our movies that are premiering this week. The first one that we have is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. This one is rated PG 13 and will be in theaters. 
a charming thief, and a band of unlikely adventurers undertake an epic heist to retrieve a lost relic, but things go dangerously awry when they run afoul of the wrong people. IMDb did not have a score for this one. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 90% certified fresh, and Metacritic is sitting at a 73. I'm so ready for this. Dude, this one looks so good. It does. Uh, I, I, had, I had my doubts. I had my doubts. Yeah. And it, it, it has no reason looking as good as it does. Mm-hmm. And it looks, it, it looks fantastic. I am so ready for this. It looks fantastic. So this one was shown at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. And it was nominated for the Audience Award there. Okay. Uh, and so it does have a 94% audience score as well on Rotten Tomatoes with 50 plus verified ratings. Wow. Okay. Uh, and so, I mean, basically, it looks like, you know, if you give a movie to the, about, you know, some topic to people that actually care about that topic, something good might actually come of it. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Right. Here's looking at you, Superman, with James Gunn. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, here's looking at you, original Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, yeah, that too. But I, I never saw that one. So right. I don't There's think Marlon a lot of Wayne people did either. Marlon Wayne's-iest. Yep. Whereas this the one is Wayne's-iest. Chris Pine being the Chris Piniest. Yes. And I've heard that he's just fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. He's at his piney best. There you go. <laughs> uh, so this is one that I really want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just looks like a good time, and if you're into the lore and play Dungeons and Dragons, I mean, this will be right up your alley. Or right up your dungeon. Uh, uh, uh. Yes. So, uh, moving on to our next movie <laughs> that we have. Our next movie is A Good Person. This one is rated R and will be in theaters. Daniel is brought together with Allison, the once thriving young woman with a bright future who was involved in an unimaginable tragedy that took his daughter's life. As grief-stricken Daniel navigates raising his teenage granddaughter and Allison seeks redemption, they discover that friendship, forgiveness, and hope can flourish in unlikely places. IMDb has this one at a 7.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 53%. Metacritic is sitting at a 49. I will say this one is sitting at a 97% audience score for Rotten Tomatoes, with uh, with another 50-plus verified ratings. And this is the one with uh, Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman, right? That is correct. Okay. Basically, Morgan Freeman, uh, you know, has a son and daughter, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Florence Pugh is engaged to the son. Uh, yes. Uh, and you know, as they're getting ready to get you know stuff going, um, they're they're getting plans ready for the wedding, everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florence Pugh. And the daughter take a car ride, and there's an accident. Yep. She dies, unfortunately, and they have to try to, you know, move on from that. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, where Morgan Freeman is going to, you know, like this grief counseling thing, and Florence Pugh kind of goes in to this, you know, program. I don't even know, like a count, not counseling group, but like just a group thing. And Morgan Freeman's character is there, and they, they kind of re-meet up and they have to try to work through things and yeah yeah discover trying that to find yeah trying to find that forgiveness yeah discover that friendship forgiveness forgiveness yep. and hope can flourish in unlikely places yep 
yeah, this looks good. I I don't know if I would go to the theaters to go watch it, but um, I definitely wouldn't. I I, I want to see this at some point. Mm-hmm. I will say, writer and director, mm-hmm. Zach Braff. Really? Yep. So if you liked Garden State, this might be something to uh, keep an eye on. That's coming out this week. All right. Awesome. Yeah, Garden State was really good. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, uh, but that uh, brings us to our next movie, which is A Thousand and One. This one is rated R and will be in theaters. A Thousand and One follows unapologetic and free-spirited Inez, who kidnaps six-year-old Terry from the foster care system. Holding on to their secret and each other, mother and son set out to reclaim their sense of home, identity, and stability in a rapidly changing New York City. Uh, Medic- or IMDb is sitting at a 7.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is uh, sitting at a 100% uh, with 30 reviews. And Metacritic is sitting at a 71. This is going to be a heavy movie. Oh, super heavy. There, there's no way I can go watch this movie. Yeah, I don't think I could either. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, it looks like Inez was incarcerated or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gets out, uh, goes back to their life, and then goes and actually kidnaps her son her six-year-old yep. son uh and they basically are then on the run mm-hmm. and then there's a it looks like there's a time jump and they're still just trying to figure out stuff they're trying to figure out how to how he's going to go to college you know getting ready for all of that mm-hmm. um while still you know trying to like it says reclaim their sense of home identity and stability in a rapidly changing new york mm-hmm. which yeah oh, I mean, like yeah. i said oh. Oh, yeah. I, I, I suppose going to college and, like, not being with your real parents, that would be... Well, like... no, that, that this is he's with his mom. Like, when she got incarcerated, he got taken away and put into the foster system. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. And so she kidnapped him from the foster care system mm-hmm. to be with her son again. Right. And so, you know, that kind of brings up that whole bag of worms as well. You mm-hmm. know, and I don't know how they'll... Or, It'll be it would be interesting to see how they kind of address that, and um, you know, kind of where where they want to lead you with that. Right. Um, I don't know. Like I, there's no like I said, there's no way I can watch it, just because like those kinds of super super heavy movies, I, whew, I really just don't enjoy all that much. Mm-hmm. I think the the last one that I watched that was kind of like that would have been, I am Sam. Oh yeah. Did that and break that you? One, that one, that one got me good. Oh, that that's a good movie though. Yeah. So, um, yeah. As of right now, it's doing pretty well, uh, critic wise. So, mm-hmm. might be something to check out if you if you enjoy that kind of uh, that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. If you want to go pay to be depressed for <laughs> two hours, right? <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Yep. <laughs> uh, but that leads us to our our last movie of the week. And that is going to be Tetris. This one is rated R and will be on Apple TV+. Dang, Apple. Uh, Tetris tells the unbelievable story of how one of the world's most popular video games found its way to avid players around the globe. Uh, Hank Rogers delivers Tetris or discovers Tetris in 1988 and then risks everything by traveling to the Soviet Union, where he joins forces with in- inventor Alexei uh, Pazinov to bring the game to the masses. Based on a true story, Tetris is a Cold War-era thriller on steroids with double-crossing villains, unlikely heroes, and a nail-biting race to the finish. 
Uh, IMDb is sitting at a 7.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at an 82% certified fresh. And Metacritic is sitting at a 59. That's a shame that this is just on Apple because I want to see this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, was, uh, I will say. I, yeah. Uh, since I wrote that down, I actually just refreshed the Metacritic page. It is now a 60. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, and then it does look like it has a 94% audience score as well. Okay. Uh, so there is that to kind of keep in mind as well. I was kind of hoping that they were going to give this one the release, uh, kind of like what they did with Spirited, mm-hmm. where they had it both on Apple TV Plus and in theaters. Right. But obviously they're not doing that. So I mean, I guess in the next year they're going to be spending, I should say Apple is going to be spending like a billion dollars or something like that to bring releases to the theater. Oh, good. Okay. So that's something to kind of keep an eye out too, but... As of right now, this is only going to be on Apple TV Plus if you have that. Um, otherwise, you know, you're out of luck, matey. Arr. Right. Arr. <laughs> um, we can either condone or, nor uh, say to use anything like that. Wait, uh, wait, what? Oh, oh, I got it now. Okay, all right. I, I was a little <laughs> slow on that. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. So, uh, that is something, I mean, like you said, I, I want to watch this one too, dude. I, I really want to see this one. This one looks mm-hmm. so good. It does. It looks fantastic. And I wish it wasn't on Apple. Right. Right. I'm glad it got made. I'm sad it's on Apple. Thanks a lot, Steve Jobs. No, I'm just <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ashton Kutcher. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? I'm looking at you too, Michael Fassbender. Right. Don't think you're getting out of this that easy. No, Wiley. <laughs> and don't let me forget about you, Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that does bring us to the end of our movies for this week. Uh, Travis. Yes, sir. What kind of order are you looking at? Oh, for sure, Dungeons and Dragons for one. If you had access to Apple TV. Ooh, Dungeons. If I had access to Apple Tetris, then a good person, and last would be a thousand and one. Okay. I think I'm almost the same, except, you know, obviously I, there's no way I would be able to watch a thousand and one, so I can't have that on my list. A good person is very much kind of almost in the same realm. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I honestly don't think that I'd be, I'd even want to go watch that one. That's just me though. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it'd be dungeons and then Tetris for me. Okay. Nice. We'll see how it goes. I like it. Very nice. Well, that does bring us to the end of our movies. Travis, do you have anything else you want to say about our movies or news or anything like that? Uh, no, I got nothing, sir. All right. Well, then make sure you visit us at Facebook or Facebook.com slash Movies Are Thing. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Movies Are Thing. No spaces, dashes, slashes, anything like that at Movies Are Thing. We also have a Patreon, Patreon.com slash Movies Are Thing. If you want to help support the podcast, we do have that over there. Other than that, Travis. Yes, sir. I do believe it is about that time. Here it comes. Cue the outro. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us.
There we go. I think I got it. Maybe. Because you know what? What? I was getting all ready. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, how am I going to segue? How am I going to segue? And then I realized. Yeah. That I wasn't recording. <laughs> and so what I did is I went and I started recording so I could go. Uh, let's see here. I got to find. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. Okay. So. Uh, there's a freaking kaiju fight out here. Uh, what was it? Our next trailer. Again, just it's getting late again. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, don't let me go on tangents. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me just double check. I'm sure you're right. Why am I not seeing Alpha 5, Billy Cranston, Putty, Bulk, Zordon, Skull, Rita Repulsa, Finster, Kimberly Hearts, Blue, Goldar, Ernie, Zordon, Tommy, Scorpia, Putty, Putty, Austin St. John. Okay. Uh, right at 10 o'clock. Right on the money. Dang, we are good, yo. We are. <coughs> yeah. Even with the tangents. Even with the tangents. Uh, yeah, sorry, man. I was. No, I may good. have been trying to, to rush you a little bit near the end there. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> uh, I was like, man, I want to talk about this stuff, but we have so much to get through. Oh, man. I know, I know. <laughs> you have yourself a good woman. Yeah, you too. All right. Goodbye now. Alright, goodbye. 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 Goodbye.